welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. I'm the Hurricane Family. Today we introduce Sunflowers in Bloom by Janelle Barnes. Sunflowers in Bloom aims to improve birth rates for women of color through their services, community involvement, and birth justice advocacy. Remember, for Buy, for Buy Black Friday and for Minority Business Monday, Sunflowers in Bloom will give away one free health coaching session. Simply tag an alumnus for an entry into the giveaway. In the meantime, all alumni can take advantage of a 10% off one-time coaching session using code UMBAS10. And now to our show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. It's your moderator, B. Jones, and it's Black History Month. Yes, that time has come to us once again, and we are excited to be here. Um, if you caught the intro, you know, we just gave you our Buy, uh, Buy Black Friday. Uh, Minority is, Business Monday. And Minority Business Monday. Had it all in my head, but somehow it escaped me. But make sure you check that out. Support those Black businesses as we uh, start off Black History Month. And uh, now let me introduce my guys. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll save him for last. Art, what's happening, baby? Uh Today is an interesting day. I had a chiropractor job done, um, which was pretty awesome. Great doctor. Um, It it was good. Now I got a headache. Not because of that. I had one earlier. My normal migraine has come back. Um, But I told myself, I'm going to make the podcast today. We got to get this in. And um, yeah, I want to, we got a lot to talk about this week. So it's going to be cool. And I had to be here. So that's why I missed one. We're about the metaverse, and I was like, "Dang, I missed a good one." So I, I told myself, "I'll never miss it again." So I wanted to be a part of that conversation. And that's how it happens. Every time I have to miss one, and I listen, it's like, "Dang!" But I wanted to say this. Dang, I wanted to say that. <laughs> you just got to eat it. But yeah. glad you was able to persevere, man. Glad to have you here with us, BJ. What's going on in your corner of the world? Hey, man, we live in life, taking it one day at a time down here, man. One day at a time. Absolutely. And Coach K. What's happening, man? How you feeling? Hey, man, I'm feeling all right, man. You know, just uh, here doing my thing, hanging out with you guys. You know, looking forward to it every week. Doing Uh, your thing on the drops, man. You know, diversifying the portfolio and get you some radio ads in the future. Yeah, man, I need to do some voiceover work or something. I need some more money. (laughs) Don't we all? Thanks. (laughs) And last but certainly not least, D-Guy. Fresh. What's happening, baby? Buenos dias, senoritas and senors. We out here. We living. You know what it is. You know what it is, man. So, you know, I'm coming right back to you. Got to have you start the podcast off with the positivity, man. Drop that fresh information on us real quick, sir. Um, This week, we're going to keep it simple. Um, You know, work at the things, uh, the things that you hate the most. So, um, you know, I know I know people who hate getting up maybe in the morning, people who hate working out, maybe you hate eating what's right. Work at those things. Make yourself a better person. Keep it simple. Figure out ways to take it in, in manageable bites. Don't think that you're gonna change the world in one day. But yo, work with that work at changing the world. And that starts with you. Keep it fresh baby. Easy, easy. Uh, before we jump into some of the heavier stuff on the podcast concerning Black History Month, you know, my thoughts and things, our thoughts and things on what's going on around us. Uh, Carol, I want to bring you in real quick uh, as our resident, you know, health and nutrition nut, and herbologist and everything in medicine. Keep in mind, he is not an actual medical doctor. So all of these are like opinions and don't try to see my <laughs> I dog. I don't even play for- one on TV. <laughs> so, you know what I'm not asking for burritos and talking about the stomach is pumping and the heart and all that stuff. Y'all see the commercial. But anyway, um, you know, Art has dealt with these migraines off and on. So I just wanted to know, do you have any tips or anything for those for him and those who might deal with migraines? Not really. Um the the first thing is understanding what's causing the migraine. I can't even start to go down the road because that's a that's a slippery one um but yeah man you know look every the, the root of everything is start with your diet 
you know, mm-hmm. understand things that are triggers for you, right? Because 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 migraines can definitely be triggered. Um, and if 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 you haven't done so already, and I'm really talking to Art, but I'm talking to everybody, you you probably if they don't know if you don't know what triggers it, then you want to keep a journal, right? And anytime you feel that migraine coming on, you want to write down, okay, these are the things I ate today, these are the things I drank today, um, and then start to see if there's a common denominator in that. Now, the other thing is it could be stress, right? Which um, that can be a trigger. And if that be the case, then again, what are your triggers? Is it work? Is it home? Um, what makes it better? What makes it worse? And go from there. But again, huge disclaimer. Um, I am not the one to, to really comment on that, Brett. I have particular lanes when it comes to my pseudo health advice. That's not one of them. Um, but I am more than happy to do some reading and I can come back with something, but let's talk to the guy who actually suffers from them and see if he has any words of wisdom. Well, today I, when I was at the chiropractor and again, shout out to uh, Dr. Williams here in Sandy Springs. Uh, well, one day we'll get her on a podcast. She can Vivacare wellness. Yes. We'll get her on a podcast one of these days and she can uh, explain uh, all of the benefits of the chiropractor. But Today she went through huge, huge, huge proc, a huge um breakdown of how the spine aligns. And if you're out of line properly, then it can trigger things into the back of your neck, which then triggers to your head. And depending on what side of the brain your headaches on, their pressure can be relieved. So when she was you know, doing the alignment and the adjustments and the massages, um, I can feel like the the release of one side. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, an advocate of a painkiller. So I took a painkiller er- earlier um, before I went, but I had enough time. It was probably an hour, an hour and a half before I took it when it was still kind of working the system in to go into place. When I left there, I tell you, I, it was gone. I'm not sure if it was a mixture of, of the painkiller I took or the, the actual uh, adjustment and massage and um, muscle stimulation, like all the things that were happening there. Um, but it felt great. And it only came back when I got home and I um, had the, the scream of my youngest and the highest wine pitch. And then it just started to go and, and it extremely um, grew. But um, I don't know if it was that, if it was just in the background the whole time and it kind of still grew forward. Um, I know it did come yesterday and I kind of whined through it, but I was also on a watching a online training. And if any of you guys are like me, online training starts and you have a bunch of snacks around you. Like you prepare yourself for this session. So to my right was sunflower seeds. To my left was M&M's. To my right was gummy bears. To my other right was, was this. And then I had that. So like I was just ingesting things that probably I would never just take in all at one time. And the training was an hour, two hours. So I ingested a family-sized pack of M&M's, a large pack of gummy bears, and um, a dollar pack of the uh, sunflower seeds and, and not enough water. So I'm assuming all of that to my body, like, Hey, you're not doing the right thing. And, you know, I fixed that towards the end of the day, um, but it was still there. So my body was like, Hey, you tried it. We, we let you sleep well, but you're going to still feel the pain from that next day. So no, I'm a drinking water today, trying to maintain my, um, my fresh ovation gallon, which is almost impossible, but I'm trying my hardest to do that. Uh, to get enough water in uh, with my my push-ups and my and my uh, mountain climbers and my squats, not letting that fall off. Um, but it's probably telling me to make sure I'm lessening the sugar. And I know that this has been something that we talked about before, and my uh, my love for the sweets, um, but not an addiction. Just you know, they're there, so I just enjoy them. Um, but just like salt, people, an M M&M and M here or there, a Mentos. Kind of add up. That's why you're never going to defeat him, bro. First rule of an addiction: you got to admit you have an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably with true. A smile, with a smile like arts, man, you can't really say you know he's not going to admit to that. Look at those teeth, ladies. Right, look at that. Yeah. Shout out to Doctor Serge. <laughs> hey, hey, man. So just so you know, and you know, of course, now I'm on this research um, track, but neck stiffness 
is an early indicator of a migraine. Yo, then that is facts because I I had that way earlier and I have it now and I got this wonderful thing I bought at a um, pharmacy today. Wow, um, I thought that was a vest. It's a little warmer thing. So if you're watching this <laughs> on YouTube, it's a little warmer thing you put in a microwave. It got a little weight to it. That thing, and it was on sale too. Like, yo, I was excited. Oh, I was ready to spend great. 30 bucks and we're going off topic and I don't really care, but I was ready to spend 30 bucks on this thing. I got to right there and it was 10.99. Go, oh, that felt good. What, does it have um, essential oils in the beets? Some like, lavender, have, like, some mint. Yep. Oh, yes, yes. Man, I am, I am good right now, yo. If you, oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the things you look forward to once you hit 40 years old. Yes. <laughs> the things that get you excited. Discounts and good smells. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, man. So glad you, we could get that aside out the way. Yeah, and we're going to retire that segment. <laughs> yo, listen, I really don't want to have any more migraines or headaches, and I, I, I got to do better. So I, I'm currently, I'm looking over now and I, I have this bag of gummy bears. It's going in the trash. She was going to get the water jug, man. It's so going in the trash. World, gummy bears went in the trash. I'm going to, target. I'm going to pull myself off of those things. Uh, I'm going to put, I'm gonna put my money on the. Um, First rule of an addiction is you have to admit you have an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my money on the peanuts though. First principles. You think it's the peanuts? That's where I'm putting my money. I have, I, that I have nuts all the time. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna eat some peanuts without about the chocolate part and see how it goes. I'll try it on, try it on um, Saturday. I give myself a day to clean myself out, and I'll try it on Saturday. So it happens Saturday, Sunday morning. Get the unsalted one, see how that does for you. Because I, I guarantee you, I want to ask you to check your blood pressure too with that. But that's all another segment. I went to a doctor. I got my physical, and everything looked good. So I didn't get that weird like, oh, we got a problem. Um, actually, my numbers, and you probably know better than that because you guys are way more advanced. Blood pressure was 96 over 65. Is that yeah, good or bad? His blood pressure ain't no problem at all. All right. So then my BMI is well, 26. You said 90 what? Over what? 96 over 65. Are you even alive? Like, at 65, that? That 65, 65 can be a problem. It's the low part, right? Yeah. Yes. I've always had low blood pressure, but yes, that's that's true. okay. And then my BMI, which kind of made me mad, twenty six point forty three. So You're like six five. Right. So I'm 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 obese according to any statistic. Um, right. And then um, my oxygen levels is ninety seven percent. So, like, so he is alive. Yeah. So I'm good on that aspect. Blood work coming back soon. So hopefully that's all well and, and dandy. And I had to get checked for colon, um, the blood pressure, colon, whatever, colon test, colon cancer test, whatever, through blood now to avoid having to go through the uh, stickum. They can do that now? You, you're still going to have to do it. Oh, a, yeah, I know. That's, that's a screen. Screen. But, but they were saying screening. Yeah, the screening is through screen. blood yeah. now. So, for, hey, listen, if you're listening to this and you are over 40, it, it's coming. <laughs> 40, <laughs> Why is that exciting? 45 is, is the age now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so it's coming. Uh, colon cancer. Uh, yep. Screen. Uh, yep. So, so yes. Yeah, so there you go. But yeah, I will. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a year to cutting off the um, hard candy, um, and the added sugars, and uh, do what I can do. See what happens. Maybe I'll lose cool, some huh? of this um, the side rib. Actually, you're all right. It has to be lower than sixty before it's a concern. All right. Six five. Maintain it. But my, we'll come back on the next podcast yeah. and get a get a smart but, goal out of you. Causes of low blood pressure can be dehydration. Oh, that's one hundred percent. I am. I yeah. And I would not doubt that your migraine could be triggered by dehydration. Dehydration causes a whole slew of things. Right. And uh, you already not plus all the stuff you just talked about had all that salt in it. That's even worse. Adding to the that's multiplying factor. That's my addiction. Sunflower seeds. Oof. So you have to make sure you, hey, like I'm using on the tick now that like once a week, I'm down on a bottle of PD, like just GP. Okay. Got it. Got it. Like any other type of electrolytes throughout the week, but once a week at least, a bottle of PD like. And just down it one day a week. What's your throw on this new? Um, this new electrolyte, like that power stuff you can get at Costco or 
You can get the, I know it's called, but you can get you can get it at CVS or Walgreens or any pharmacy. As long as you putting something in your body, like but but water, but you still got to water. That don't replace the water throughout the rest of the day, though. Right, even you put it in water and you shake it up and you drink it. No, I'm not. That don't called. replace just water by itself on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. But you always have coconut water at your house. Do you drink the coconut water or is it for? It's well, okay. So right now it's in the basement. I got it, but I haven't been drinking it because when I open it up, my two greedy children all want to devour it. So it's currently in basement for me to use. Um, waiting for the sale at Costco so I can buy more. Um, but that $20 price tag, listen, I'm an old man now. Hey, listen, man. Um, that doggone inflation, ain't, ain't no ain't no sales coming. <laughs> Hopefully, every listen, I don't want to buy the Costco brand, it's not as good as the Natalie's American brand. Oh no, I understand that. But what I was gonna say, if you do the if you do the the coconut water, that's full of electrolytes mm. and is actually higher in potassium than bananas are. No, no maybe I'll, I'll drink one per day just to have that and not add any water behind that. And that way I just do my thing at least minimal. All right. Brett, I'm sorry for taking over this part. I really enjoyed nah, man, you know, the, uh, this the, stuff. That, that segment of the 13th floor has been brought to you by Coach K's Health Show. Uh, remember, you can catch Coach K on Instagram at, you know, Carol Maestro, and he'll give you all the tips and tricks and everything you need, migraines included. Man, didn't even have an IG account. That's why he got it. That's why my IG, he just threw, I was all messed up. <laughs> I only remember only Carol, but I don't know if you want everybody going to that one. So. They are now. I only have, I only have one. <laughs> I only have one, uh, just the, the Maestro Carol. That was the only Carol. Oh, see, all right. That that shows you how much Instagram I have. But moving right along. Yeah, hey, it also shows that you don't look at any of my content. But well. <laughs> I just said I'm never on Instagram, so I can't look at content Max. on something that I'm not on. So, you know, threw myself under the bus already. Be wise. I just wanted to make sure. No, you man. The bus is all, it's, it's already rolling. It's already rolling. But Black History Month, though, fellas. Um, typically, I get a little bit more excited around this time of year, um, but this year it's a little bit different. Um, and you guys, let me know your thoughts, um, mainly because as you get older and wiser and come in, come out of like you know ignorance and understanding systems and things, um, you know, I start thinking about little things like February, the shortest month of the year. And then you take it a step further and you start looking at all of the contributions that black folks, African-Americans have given to history uh, just within itself. Um, you know, it just seems, it doesn't seem, it's just really unfair to try to pack a whole culture's history that is like truly American history into one month and the way that it's typically celebrated um, doesn't do enough justice to any one particular or the, multi the multiple facets of our history. Um, and so, you know, I've been trying to incorporate a lot more of the general knowledge uh, with my kids and stuff throughout the year, especially as they're going through school and we stand up and knowing what particular segments they have going on like we'll probably get into this a little bit later because I have some uh, thoughts and comparisons and hopefully I don't get you know flagged or we don't get flagged or canceled for talking about the Holocaust in the way that we're going to talk about it but they just finished the Holocaust uh, segment in the seventh grade class so trying to get her to understand some of the deeper interworkings of Hitler and how the Holocaust is a snippet in history and how it compares to some of the history of our enslaved folks that were here. Um, and then also just, you know, trying to make sure she stays grounded and connected to her history and not just what, you know, the morning announcement is. Like they did something on Rosa Parks today and not taking away from some of our mainstays and staples like the Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King's, et cetera, et cetera, Carter G. Woodson's, you know, um, but really trying to focus on the broader aspects of our history and bring that in to our children and helping them understand that it's, you know, a little bit bigger than that. And the footprint that we have on this American soil is a lot larger than people would like to let on. 
Um, so that's that's kind of my feelings and take on it right now, man. You know, I, I open the floor to you guys to kind of, you know, expound upon that or, or whatnot, and, and we go from there. So I'm sure you guys have all heard about the Whoopi Goldberg Holocaust race thing where she's gotten, um, if you haven't heard about it, she's currently been on suspension from The View. Can you tell uh, us what she actually said? I saw the headline. She but just I, got suspended. Yeah, she got suspended. She came back and apologized for, for how she said it. Not what she said, but how she said it. Because she said the Holocaust was not about race. Right. And then all the survivors of the Holocaust were like, well, no, Hitler and the Nazis said that their race was better than the Jewish race. So they need to exterminate the race. The perfect race was uh, blue hair, blonde eye, that whole thing. Um, so it was about that mindset, but how it was delivered. And I, I get what she was trying to go to, how she was trying to say it, because she was like, hey, you know, there's a, a Holocaust is a big deal. And I, I sidestepped that for a second because um, EJ is working with a, or working with the foundations by some way, that is the last, uh, called a Black Holocaust, is the last only survivor to survive a lynching ever just passed away a couple of years ago. So their foundation is trying to get restarted again. And I was just like, well, wait, the Holocaust was a Jewish. And she's like, no, Holocaust is not just about one race people. Holocaust is when you, when you go through, you try to exterminate a, a people, a race. So I, I'm like, oh, I got it where she's kind of come from. And that's probably why she said that in that way. Um, Cause the Holocaust has been deemed Jewish Holocaust that everyone assumes that one thing and that's it. But genocide, Holocaust, goes kind of together hand in hand in that mindset. Go ahead, Kay, you're about to give us some knowledge. All right. So we definitely gonna get banned today. <laughs> <laughs> and we may lose some followers. And you know what, that's okay. It's all right. So here's the first thing. You cannot, but I wanna go back, no, no, no. I want to go back to the Black History thing because we were supposed to be on the Black History first yeah. and, then go to, and then go to the Holocaust, right? Mm -hmm. So my issue with Black History Month is just in the term Black History Month because what we tend to do is we only focus on the history. We don't focus on the Black present or the Black future. Thank you. Right? And for me, that's a huge disservice because it almost makes it seem like we haven't done anything significant since MLK. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, all these inventors, right? Where there are things happening today that are life-changing, not just for the United States, but for the world. And that's the other problem I have is that in most cases, it's looked at as a African-American holiday, which you cannot look at it as an African-American holiday because we were not African-Americans when we first touched this ground. Mm -hmm. And there are people that continue to make contributions all over the place that they may not be African-American. So just in focusing on the African-American piece, we're not being inclusive of the whole African diaspora, right? And that for me is a problem and it limits, right? The actual contributions of black people. Sorry, I know I was talking fast and I went, you know, but. No, you're good. That's the, that's the African-American studies uh, degree coming out right now. Please, let's go, baby. <laughs> You you hit it spot on, okay? Because that's the the diaspora is the, is the biggest thing, and that's what we gotta highlight, right? Like there's things in American history that African people from African descent contributed to. I'm trying to make sure I choose my words correctly because again, when you say stuff, you kind of paint yourself in the corner a lot of times, right? Well, even when, even still, when we that one of the things I I started going back to what we refer to, quote, unquote, Black Awareness Month at UM through United Black Students, because one of the first things, Rick, I want to highlight, thank you for talking about what you do with Nia and, and just, and, and telling them as a whole is, we should be learning, quote, unquote, history all year long. February should be the month you celebrate it and share it with the rest of the world who may not be exposed to it or may not have learned everything that you did, right? So Black History Year, Black History Months, should really be March through January, if you want to think about it, and the celebration and the, the taking all that information and then giving it back to everybody else. That should be what February is about, the celebration of everything that you learn and you're celebrating and 
and taking part in. Now, I I appreciate all the celebrations, all the look back, but again, there's so much more than the MLK, the Morals and Parks. There's there's so much more, and there's so much more that's happening on a daily basis that we just need to celebrate Black excellence and just leave it at that, in my opinion, right? And that that constitutes contributes everything from the beginning where you can trace things back to. Um, I, I'm still not all the way through it because I took a break because it's just a lot of information. If you go back to the 1619 Project, um, the book is out. Um, there's a lot of things in it that just make you think whatever, but you go back to just celebrating Black excellence. That's what the year should be. Um, and Brent thinking about how that played out in key things in American history, in Caribbean history, in South American history, like when you get to people of color in this part of the world, mostly because people got off were put off the ships at different points in the world, point blank. That's it. That that's that's the only difference, right? And and again, speaking of somebody, I had to learn that and open my eyes more when I came to Miami because again, I made a mistake. Walk around campus, we all black. Oh no, you better not say that to the folks from the Caribbean. Not down there. Like, because they were that they were taught, don't be like the black American, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. the bad thing to be. You don't want to be, you don't be like that. And again, this is my personal experience. I'm not making this up. These are conversations that I had with people. Yeah, they would tell you, like, we were told that if the black Americans are doing something, you don't want to be associated with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that was reality of thinking back and, and thinking through, like, I had to really adjust my thinking, not that they're wrong and I'm right, but just my thinking of perspective. What are people bringing to the table and what's been fed to them through media? Like I go back through all this thing, talk about the Holocaust, you talk about different things in the world, genocides in the world, period, um, in history. And bottom line came that it came to perception of inferiority, and I can never say that, right? inferiority of, of one race, one religion, one one group of people to everybody else. But when we talk about what's going on here right now and in today's time, it's really that there's certain groups that have never even had the opportunity to even combat it for themselves. And when we do, because I know we're going to get to the critical risk theory conversation, right? It's always about making somebody feel guilty. No, it's, it's about telling them the truth. And just being honest about what happened, and then what do we need to do from here on to move forward? And I'm done with yep. that part for now. <laughs> so, here's the other thing, right? So, did, did you guys know that there's an organization that sets the theme for Black History Month every year? Yep. What's the theme this year? No, uh, it's Black Health and Wellness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> BJ said, "Yep," like real strongly. I, I didn't know until this year. I didn't know until just now. I had no clue. Right. I never <laughs> heard it before. Yep. There's a, I don't know who's on the committee or what, how they decide, but I heard that quite a few years ago. Yeah. That's, that's why right. every, every year you hear what? they're going to celebrate something. It's this black is black organization. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, organization? I heard, but I never knew. I don't up. know when that organization started, and I don't know exactly how they pick the members or where those members are from or who they consist of. And this this is the reoccurring theme. Who who picked African American? Who picked mm-hmm. Afro American? Yeah, yo, I so many times I told my my colleagues just like, no, no Black American, so and so American, like African, it's it's or or African or whatever it may be, but like please don't stutter over the word. Uh, or, or African American people like please you stop. I just stop. It, it's just yeah, yeah. So, but here's the thing, right? So, African American for all intents and purposes, is an ethnic group, mm-hmm. right? Just like Nigerian is an ethnic group, you know? It's not a race. But when you're doing for diversity and inclusion, that category is not, oh, they're Nigerian. That's, oh, cool, they're, they fit in the Black African-American categories. So that's where they align. Correct. It was totally different cultures. You are, you are absolutely right. And I had to hit somebody over the head with that last week of hey uh uh-uh they're not girl can you you break down the difference between the ethnicity and the race 
yeah so um a race basically is a race is basically hey you're a descendant of this particular genealogy this dna we can trace you back to this right your ethnic group just happens to be your shared cultures beliefs um in some cases your geographical positioning right which would be why we're african-american for those of us that were born and grown here um did, did, did that did that make sense yep. right so just like you have the white race right which there's a number of people that fall under that mm -hmm. in most cases if you are white and you don't have melanin in your skin um you could be jewish but guess what you're still part of the white race right now there are some jewish people that are black like mm -hmm. whoopi goldberg Sammy Davis Jr. was 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 Jewish. Oh, wow. um, there's mean? a lot more people out there. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish is Jewish. Yep. yep. Well, she was she was raised Jewish by her adopted mother yes. or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. hmm. I don't know if she still practices now, but hmm. interesting. Um, th that's really interesting. But that's why when we talk about and what Whoopi Goldberg said, I'm just like, okay, well. Theoretically, she, <laughs> she she's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It, it wasn't really about race. I don't care what Hitler said or what the Nazis said. That's miseducation that if you now jump up and say, oh, it, it, it is. And I think there have been some comments that, oh, but we are a race. That's miseducation. Not really, but okay. How? How is Jewish a race? That's what I'm saying. It's not a race. That's what I'm, I'm agreeing. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's miseducation that yeah. was put out, right? right? So the right. Nazis were claiming, oh, the white, pure, you know, blue-eyed is blonde hair, which right. is funny because Hitler didn't have blonde hair from any right. Neither Nazi. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't blue-eyed either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, again, here goes something that why is this happening during Black History Month? Right. To call attention, pull it away. Mm -hmm. Right. There, there's so many Black issues that we could talk about on a daily basis. And are, are we doing it? I feel like that every time the Jewish ethnicity and their struggle comes up, it always gets passed over. Like, I feel like when it comes up, it comes up for a reason. And that's to call attention to um, some of the disparities that don't get the same attention. And every, like, even in Whoopi Goldberg's situation, I haven't read it. I, I don't want to speak too far on it mm -hmm. because I haven't heard context and everything. Um, but it almost sounds similar to what happened to Nick Cannon. And I know she apologized for the way she said what she said, not actually what she said. But it's like, as soon as it comes up, they have to immediately pounce and try to shut down any alter or ulterior narrative that could go against that whole, the whole Holocaust and the Jews and that whole situation. And that's very bothersome to me because we're talking about, I think I put it in the group, we're talking about the Holocaust that lasted what, 20 something years, I think it was, maybe. I don't think it was longer than, I don't think it was longer than like 30 years. And Germany come to recon, reconcile with the situation. They talked about it. We got a whole, we got museums. They, they reconciled, we're good. When it comes to black people, African-American, whatever, BIPOC, whatever you want to talk about, when it comes to the situation that's lasted over 400 years, we can't have a meaningful dialogue about it. We can't have meaningful, I guess, education about it because we don't want to go back into history and rip off band-aids. And, you know, we, we can't move forward because- When you say we, we're, talk, we're not talking about 
us. I just want to be clear. I'm not, say no, we, we're not talking about it. I just want to be I mean clear both sides. The I'm not saying that we the problem yeah. as to why that conversation is happening. We are absolutely not the problem. I think the people on the other side of the table are the problem because they don't want to deal with the bullets. That, and, not, and I ain't talking about like legitimate bullets, but you, you have to deal with what actually happened. You got to come to the table and, and acknowledge it. And unfortunately, not enough want to come and acknowledge so that we can move past. Um, but that that doesn't happen. So, you know, it's really like I talked about the, the Holocaust and everything in Nia's class. It's really hard for me to listen to them and them have like units, three months talking about this situation. And here we are. And instead of celebrating the successes of African-Americans and trying to integrate that into the curriculum moving forward in science or technology or mathematics and all of the things that we have done or will or are currently doing, we get morning announcements or, or we can't have a conversation about actually teaching uh, critical race theory at somewhat of a middle to high school level to give them a better understanding of why systems are in place and why people feel the way they feel because it's just too taboo. So, you know, that, that don't, it really irks me. So, you know, I, I, I find it hard to, I guess, empathize or, you know, when these Jew, when these Holocaust conversations come up, it's like it's almost how the opioid uh, epidemic <laughs> came up for white folks, and you yeah. know everybody's up in arms, and I'm just like nobody cared when crack was tearing down African American neighborhoods. Everybody was going to jail. Now we got rehab, so it's it's really hard. And not to say I'm not understanding, but it's like, I mean, so come on, part of part of that is. This term. So when you say the term critical race theory, it's been weaponized. That 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 term has been weaponized from what it was intentionally meant to be and what it actually is today. If you actually go back to critical race theory and think about how it's dealt with case studies in law school, law students, and how social movements, civil rights movements, when you think about activism, how that inter that intersection of race and law played out in the United States. It's being weaponized now that anything talking about the history of folks from African descent here in the United States is critical race theory, which is absolutely false. That's, that's not what critical race theory is, first of all. The second thing is that the majority, uh, I, I, Florida is the prime example because it's in the news everywhere. It's, it's also being weaponized as a tool because they're making it a they're painting a false narrative. I, I just know that sometimes I don't even have the words to talk about it because it's, it's frustrating. So when you have a governor that says, well, who passes legislation last week, last week, a week and a half ago now, that anybody who has to teach something that makes them feel uncomfortable is against the law. So if I'm if I'm a white teacher, if and I have to stand up and talk about something historically that happened in the past, slavery, prime example, if I feel uncomfortable, I don't have to put and that, now that's illegal in the state. Wow. And that and that is that is across the board, right? So when you think about what makes me uncomfortable as a person, well, nobody is saying that you, the student who's learning, no matter what race they're from, has to should feel guilty about what happened. But it's about telling the truth about history and not sugarcoating or leaving out parts to make somebody else feel good. That's not history. That's pulling out pieces you just want to identify with. When you think about history, if you go back to every single thing that happened, tell the whole story. That's all people are asking. But in the wake of this now, since then, you have states like Texas, New York, Tennessee. Um, there's a couple other, I don't want to misquote right the second, that they're, since this, all this has happened, even in the state of Florida, now it's, people are going back and saying, well, they talk about MLK, they talk about, they talk about um, Malcolm X, that's violence, that's, that's against it, they got to take that out of the curriculum. I don't feel comfortable talking about that because it's a violent part of history, so now we don't want to talk about that no more. All the civil rights movement, there was a lot of violence in there. We don't, we shouldn't expose kids to that. Now I don't have to teach it. So they is using it as a ploy to do stuff. And there's groups that are fighting every single thing. Every single day this week, 
there's been a article and I had to go back and look at Newsweek and New York Times, whatever, that different states are banning books by the dozens on a daily basis now that shouldn't be taught in school now because, oh, it makes this, this group of people feel uncomfortable because it's talking about something from their, their racial background group had done in the past, now they, they may feel bad about themselves, so we shouldn't use that material at all, right? So there's, there's so many pieces to this, and it's all fostered around false narratives to begin with, because the whole idea of painting around critical race theory is not even critical race theory. We're not teaching kids law students and how they intersect with social. We're not teaching that theory. We're not teaching that. When you talk about teaching the truth, just telling now that more facts are available and Again, what we learned as Black history, the narrative has changed since then because half the stuff we know nowadays and the people and the fights that went on, the fights being figurative, standing up and stuff, like we didn't have access to all that information back then. Mm-hmm. Now as more information come out, now we're, we're shielding people because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings about this is the truth that happened. Man, get out of here. What I don't want to see, and, and it feels like the only way we're going to be able to see that history that's being taken out of schools is to be put into some kind of form of entertainment. But I don't want to see more movies about civil rights, more movies about, um, unless it's something that wasn't told before, like seeing a Black, black Wall Street movie. That's, that's wasn't, it wasn't displayed yet. Let's see how that happens, go through that process. But enough of the slave ship movies, enough of the you know, remakes of the Rosa Park movie, enough of the remakes of the Harry Tubb movies. Let's do some movies that are about now. Do some movies that, that show, um, that shows just successful CEOs and, and things are happening forward now. Like, why is it always the ply of, okay, well, it's, you know, you are the victim, blah, blah, versus you are the successor and you are the one that's achieving. The mindset has to just change that mindset too. Okay, you're. I think that transition has started. If you look at things like, um, like hidden figures, right? Yeah. King Richard was it King Richard? King King Richard. Um, what was the Michael B. Jordan one with the the lawyer? Just Mercy. Just, just, just Mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there, there there are things happening, right? But to me, these things go in contrary to the narrative that's being put out on the regular everyday basis in the form of you know, uh, media, whether it be news, whether it be our quote unquote um, owned media groups, right? Like BET and things like that, right? Um, There's just things that are being put out there that appear, and I'm not going to say appear, that actually look to sustain a certain narrative and portray a certain image, right? These films that are coming out now and some of these shows that go against that, um, you don't hear a whole lot of talk about them. They don't get critical acclaim. It's not something that people are running to go watch mm-hmm. or that they're taking the educational component out of it and pushing it forward, right? Now you look at the critical race theory that somebody said was weaponized and yeah, I think it is weaponized because there has to be a counter move, right? The mm-hmm. more that comes out, the more that the current generations are going to want to know more. Hey, all these good things that are happening, how come we weren't taught about that? We want to go dig more and find out more. And the more that they find out, the more that they're going to say, well, hey, this was wrong. We messed up. We need to fix this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? There's going to be more understanding of, our communities and why things exactly. are the way they are. And they're, I'm sorry, there's a deliberate suppression of that movement that they don't want to get to. Definitely. 100%. 100%. I keep going. I thought somebody else was going to jump in. So um, <laughs> the other thing is, you know, when you talk about the Holocaust, right? And it's funny. Um, you know, estimated from 1933 to 1945. However, very similar to slavery, um, folks didn't just 
pop up on the west coast of Africa and on one day and then the second day we were slaves. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is a period of time that it took for them to wear down, wear down, convince, try this gimmick, try that gimmick. And then finally, yeah, right. They come, they convince folks, Hey, this is good. You know, this, this is something that's going to help. Right. You know, let's, let's, who, 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 who should be a part of this? Right. Yeah. Well, the whole narrative for the Holocaust started right after world war one, because mm-hmm. Hitler blamed the Jewish Germans for their loss in World War One, and said that, hey, oh, these wow. folks here stabbed us in the back, and that's why we lost. And he started pushing that narrative, right? Oh, mm-hmm. So if you look at it, it's a very similar thing where it took a series of years before mm-hmm. it actually got to, okay, this is what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the difference between the Holocaust and slavery. For the Holocaust, eventually the world decided they needed to stand up and say oh wait a minute these folks over here are getting too powerful they're running into these other countries right Mm -hmm. and reoccurring theme in in any downfall people get greedy okay well we got the jewish people here in germany let's keep going right and they were taking their businesses they were taking their homes all types of things building themselves up right? Sound familiar, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually when it other countries started to recognize, oh, wait a minute, we got to put this to an end. This has to stop. That's what, so it, it makes it seem like, okay, the world stood up and said, we're not going to have this, right? There's a whole war over it. The only war we know about for slavery was, was, was what war? Civil war, and that, mm-hmm. and that wasn't even with it, the true root cause of it, but that's a whole and, other conversation. And, and, I, and I'm sure that there were some other small, you know, wars, other places that we just don't know about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, controlling the narrative. Yep. But the world now can't come out and say, as a world, oh, slavery was wrong because now there's an economic responsibility and infrastructure correction responsibility to a whole lot of countries that let it happen or that even participated. Participated in. Right? So if you think about the the people that are the superpowers now, well, guess how they built themselves? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Trade, man. And it's crazy because they they teach it, but they don't teach it in school. It's crazy. So, So there is a concerted effort. There is a what I think is a, is a behind closed door agreement. Hey, we will never <laughs> get to the point where we say, because all of us would owe these folks money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you think about, man, if every black person in the United States, right, let's just say in the United States had to get a chunk of money and it was owed to you by multiple countries. <laughs> Wow, game changer. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, I'm yeah. sure it wouldn't go that easy and there'd be a bunch of infighting and all types of stuff, but that's that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are a thousand percent right though with the um they know exactly what they're doing and what they're willing to say and what they are not going to say. Point blank period. Yeah. I mean, listen. It was a business, right? It, it, it still is. And that's yes. the thing. It still <laughs> that, is that, that's the thing. Yeah. And in any that's business, the what's the thing that they account for? Profit. Profit and liability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which liability often turns around and creates the ability to lie. <laughs> Message. oh man so i think that's all we got um as far as that topic goes man um but i do i do encourage each and every one of us um you know take advantage of the month i mean it's black history month for a reason but as bj you know pointed out like there's a lot more we can do all year long and i think one of the poignant points art made is that just let's not just focus on the past or maybe it was curl 
let's talk about some of the things that are currently going on. Some of our current leaders and movers and shakers in these various spaces that are making a lot of things happen and pushing the needle forward for us. I mean, we about to have- uh, And take that, first- become a mover and shaker. You don't have to sit back and talk about everybody else. And that don't mean you have to be the next Malcolm X, the next Martin out there. Like, what can you do? What are you doing in your own home, your community? What are you changing to change the narrative right there in, in your locus of control? Whatever that is, you're making history right now because you may be the first in your family to do this. You may be the first in your community to do this. What else can you support? You don't, maybe, and maybe it's not even leadership. Maybe just join in the fight. I'm sorry I have to jump in right there, but we always talk, a lot of times we sit back and just like wait to see who else is going to lead. That's a problem. And I think we've talked about it many times. Stop waiting on the next Martin or Malcolm. Yep. Start pushing in your own neighborhood. Start pushing in your own home. Make that change right there. Exactly. Exactly. All right, man. So before we start rounding this out, man, we got to end the podcast on, on a good note, on a, some celebratory uh, celebrations or whatnot. So I want to say that Monday, me and Chris, we got married. What? We did it. Wow. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> Congratulations. Long overdue. Long overdue. Super dope. Super dope. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, that's what's up. You pulled the BJ. Good for you. <laughs> hey, man. Something about y'all Jones, folks. Boy, y'all just... <laughs> it was the situation, man. It was the situation. I mean, you know, we had to get it done. Uh, honestly. We had to do it because we needed a marriage license to be able to get this loan for this dental office um, <laughs> that we're trying to buy. So business. It had see, to be done. see, once again, profitability and, and liability. I, I didn't, and I wasn't, I wasn't super hype about it. But you know, you got to do. You know, it's it's more about the uh, the family and longevity. I knew it was Chris's idea. This, this is oh, you absolutely know it's Chris's idea. I'm, absolutely, you know, Listen, we know this that. Is, this is a simple thing. You, the the wedding should be for you. You can always do a celebration whenever you feel you're ready for that process. That's that's the party of celebration. The the fact that you went to the judge, did your thing is something you guys will have forever. Oh, that's the crazy part. DC is like dumb easy. No judge. <laughs> I'm the officiant. You sign the paper in the office or whatever. You get your certificate. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere in the District of Columbia, have a ceremony, sign off on the paper. This day we did it at this place. Mm-hmm. Send it to the people, and you're married. Like that. That's I, it. I can do ceremonies here in Florida as a notary. Like a notary. I wonder. Oh, really? like, that's like, depending on where you're at. It's it's easy. Is it because you're in DC and and there's not technically a statehood that you can do that? I think I think it has it has to have something to do with the municipality or whatever. But Being able to be anywhere, be covering all okay. things, but technically, yo, you you need to make sure you get your address set up, and, and you guys got a a place in DC for the kids, and they get regular college for that. Uh, hey, y'all see, y'all see, fresh over there thinking. You in and out same day, man, and you know you go close to about four o'clock. You in and out in thirty minutes, easy. That's no, awesome, but uh. No, that's yeah, good yeah, stuff, yeah. man. Well, congratulations for seriously. Congratulations. congratulations. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate that tax benefit or liability that's, because yeah. it depends on what you make. Yeah, that can definitely be a <laughs> well, tax you know, if we get this this office and you know, start making some, you know, real money, then you know, next year we'll see what happens. Yeah. But Mike D will settle all that up for us, man. Y- y'all, y'all gonna owe. Just be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be ready for that. Yep. 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 That that first that, that refund is is dead. <laughs> yeah that dual oh, income <laughs> oh but y'all got yeah well yeah oh yeah no yeah. It's, it's gonna yeah i don't know man i think if we could squeeze out one more we might be good right i think that's what carol might have been going cost no cost factor versus worth it no, so about one more kid. No, baby, man. Listen, he man, thought you were talking about kids. Not, got enough I, business, I, not, bro. We got, if you we love, got enough of those. hear me encouraging anybody right. else to have any more kids, I will not encourage you. <laughs> I will not either. Gotta populate the earth, I am not we gotta, You've done your job. You've done your job. To this earth to counteract some of this foolishness we deal with on a regular basis. That's true. Or you can just make them bosses and make them be the one leading the pack. 
Exactly. I like the way you think art. Um, Speaking of art. That is up to the individual. How many kids (laughs) you have. Don't let anybody pressure you. None of that. Anyway, speaking of art, man, we got to come your way for the corner so we can start rounding this thing out. Yo, this week I'm going to, so for the rest of this month, and I'm going to try to find this for the rest of the year because what BJ said was great. It should be from March to January of celebration. So I'm going to try to pull some cool businesses and um, tag them. Maybe they'll see this uh, forward. But um, there is a Black couple who just opened up in an autonomous grocery store, first Black-owned in the entire world. World. Um, it is in uh, Fayette, Georgia. It is, um, of course. Jane, I know it's, it's an hour for me. I want to go there and support them, but that's an hour drive. Um, Jamie and Jalea, Jalea Hemmings. Um, the actual name of the restaurant is called Nourish Plus Bloom or Nourish and Bloom. Um, it's just amazing. I saw that it popped up in my feed. It could be because it is by History Month. Um, it could be because it opened up. I'm not sure, but they got huge sponsors by Microsoft, Pep, uh, Coke. And um, I think and Google's right behind them to open up four and more of these things across the country. Um, so uh, big ups, big celebrations to them. Um, I wanted to share that out there because BJ said um, in the last session that you don't have to wait to be to someone to do that. You can be the first. And these two people and their story is amazing because their son is autistic. And they did that because they wanted their son to have something to build on and work through. And his mindset worked mathematically and it worked well for the design of the store. But that aspect and that is something you can do. You don't have to wait. You can be the first and make that thing something. Now your history books as being the first person to do this or first black person do this in America and in the world. Like that's a title no one can take from you, the world. Uh, so uh, big ups to uh, Nourish and Bloom. Um, and uh, that is my corner today, y'all celebrating success. Yeah, that's major, man. Shout out to them. And if they can get a location in this, you know, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, you know, I definitely, well, D.C., between D.C. and Baltimore, 30 minutes, you know, I can do 45, is, you know, I, I'll do that. But that's massive, man, because that's one of the things you talk about all the time. We don't have no grocery store. Yep. Yep. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Coach K, coming your way, man. Got to take us home. Appreciate that. Um, you know, we talked about a lot today and look, if this is our last episode, it's our last episode, you know, it's been a good run if they choose to shut us down. It is what it is. Um, but for those of you listening and considering, should we shut them down? Don't, don't free up our time. <laughs> if you free up our thinking time and our create in our creative time, you just don't know what we're going to come up with next. So that's not a threat. I'm just telling you what's real. You know, it is what it is. Um, but for everybody else, I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care if you're Black. I don't care what race you belong to. Is it somebody else's responsibility to educate you and your offspring about your identity and where you come from? My thought is no, it's not. So I don't care what the school does. What are you teaching your kids at home? How are you taking ownership of that? Because that essentially helps form their identity. So what role do you play in forming that identity? The same way you teach them how to eat, what's good, what's not, that's the same way you should be teaching them about their identity and helping shape them for the future, not leaving it to somebody else. So I want you to think about that and just know that, do you know your identity and if you don't know is that the real reason why you don't want to teach your kids because you don't have a clue either you're lost and if that be the case guess what this world wide web this internet this social media it has made things wide open there isn't anything that you can't research find out about educate yourself and in turn educate your kids if you don't have kids Go out and educate your nieces, your nephews. Go out and educate the neighbor's kids. Stop talking to them about foolishness and actually do something that will shape them and help them be the people we need in the future. 
There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. amazing.